Hello, and welcome back to another episode of International Immersion, a podcast that seeks to capture the combined experiences of people, culture, places, traveling, current events, living abroad, and everything that can come along with them. For today's episode, we have a very unique uh, thing we have for you in that we are going to be interviewing a um, multicultural couple that I've uh, come to know recently, and they have some very interesting thoughts and insights about relationships and the dynamics and aspects that make relationships successful, and along, along with many other things. So, uh, <clears throat> guys, it's really uh, nice to have you on here today. I hope you guys have been well and weathering the corona storm, as we're calling it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, yeah, I mean, we're doing it quite well so far. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's great. So, all just it's great to talk to you, and uh, too great to talk to you. So, if you guys want, maybe you can give us a little introduction or a little background about yourselves. Yeah, sure. So, uh, my name is Tu, and I'm from Vietnam. I was born and I grew up in Vietnam originally, and uh, I moved to the states uh, when I was 18 years old to do my bachelor's degree, and then after that, uh, I did my um, I spent a year uh, in between, and then followed by uh, five years of my PhD in the U.S. as well, and so I spent in total about nine years living in the United States. Oh wow, what quite a journey there! Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you? Sure. Yeah, my name is Ojas Yestikov. I'm born and raised in Kazakhstan, and I moved to states uh, first time when I was 19 to Colorado. And second time when I was 24 to Ohio, that's where I met too. And before that, I lived one year in London, UK. And uh, right now we live in Canada. So, yeah. Oh, that's Canada. quite a, that's pretty neat. You guys are from two countries, you know, very far apart, but yet you guys meet in the US and then, and now you guys are living in Canada. So talk about hopping around the globe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure, we, we counted how many cities we've moved around and each of us moved 12 times in a lifetime and 12 different cities around the world wow that's not many people can uh, boast that about moving around <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> yeah that's awesome so that leads into our discussion tonight talking about you know your relationship and a lot of the aspects that kind of define it so you kind of you kind of answer the first question but you know first and foremost you know is how did you both meet you know so, yeah, uh, we met in the University of Akron, Ohio, uh, where we both were doing our master's degree. So I was doing master's in accounting and two was doing master's in economics. And we just met through the friends, like through graduate students. And we were hanging out with a lot of other international students. And that's how we met. I see. Our master's together. Yeah. That's cool. So did your relationship like develop you know, rather quickly or was it more like over time? Uh, can you go ahead? Yeah, it's over time. Yeah. So when uh, we just met, we it, it developed over time because we also moved around a lot. So we when we met first time, we were in Ohio, and then we started dating. At the same time, we had to do distance for a very long time, for almost five years. So two moved to Oregon. Um, and I couldn't, well, I wasn't able to stay in the United States after I graduated. I was on a Fulbright scholarship from the United States Department 
so United States Department of State, and I wasn't able to stay in US, so I had to go back to Kazakhstan, and I have to move to Canada. So I think it develops through the time and going through all those hurdles and barriers of dating on a distance and living in two different countries for a very, very long time. And that must have been difficult because I mean, I've done long distance before too, and it's, it's tough, but for that long, that's <laughs> talk about, you know, challenging, but it's great to see that you both were able to, you know, it didn't dissuade you or cause, you know, something to kind of break you guys apart. Uh, it was challenging and it was hard uh, in, in times, but uh, we, we worked together through it and we, each of us tried to make it work and we, we both like to travel a lot, so uh, that gave us uh, also opportunity to come visit each other and travel together. And at least once a month or twice, twice in, or once in two, three months, we would come and visit each other wherever we live. No, that's no, that's great. And you know, it's I think it comes down to you know if you both want to make it work and are willing to put the time and effort into it, you know, anything is possible. I think I yeah. think that's the that's probably the most common or more important thing that for relationships is as long as both parties want it to work, they'll find a way to make it work. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah agree on that. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that kind of leads into another interesting question is, you know, because you guys are from two different countries, you know, different backgrounds, you know, different languages and, and everything. So how did your backgrounds influence like your relationship from like when you first met as to your getting to know each other, developing the relationship and, I'm sure it also manifests in habits, behavior, all these things. You know, having dated internationally myself, yeah, I definitely have experienced this. Um, yeah, I think um, that's, that our different backgrounds um, actually made, made us in, to be, in the first place, made us to be interested in each other, right? When the two moved from New York City to Akron, Ohio, and then moved from London to Akron, Ohio, Akron, it's, I wouldn't say it's a big city, right? But we both moved from a huge cities. And we both, I, I found that quite interesting in her that she's from Vietnam. She lived in Buffalo, in New York City. She did a, a degree and she traveled around the world. And she, she has so much to share, the experience. And I didn't know much of Vietnamese culture and Vietnamese food. And I wasn't, um, I guess, exposed to it and, and in my country. So I... So it was really interesting to find out more about her. That's what was the main thing when I met her. It was like, well, I would like to find out more about you, about the food, culture. And what, what do you think? Yeah, I think it was, it was definitely interesting because uh, so OJS is from Kazakhstan, which I had never met anybody <laughs> from that country before. There are not a lot of, I guess, Kazakh people in the US or in Vietnam or anywhere I'd lived before that. So there were actually quite a few in China that I met. Yeah. China, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've met some. Most people I've talked to have never met a Kazakh person. So, um, so I was, I was intrigued. I was like, well, okay, tell me more about your country because I, I know nothing about it, right? And so I think yeah, that one thing led to another, and yeah. and we found out that even though, like our countries were far away from each other, there were actually a lot of commonalities. Oh yes, that, uh, we could share. So that was very interesting to find out. And, walk through all these like cultural stories and differences as well as similarities yes yeah no i think you bring up a really good point is that i think the mutual curiosity and interest is a very important factor and you know unlike you're dating someone from your own country i mean that that can be present too but dating someone from a different place it just i think it 
as long as you're more, as long as you're open-minded and more of a curious person by nature, I think that will manifest a mutual curiosity and interest for each partner. And that can build and build. And there's always new things for you to explore and do. And I think that's really important. But at the same time, I've also met people that they've tried that, but they just, some people are not able to either appreciate that or, or able to be able to, to kind of manifest that. Because some people are just right. very, they're set in their ways. They, they're set in their, in their cultural, in their cultural tendencies, et cetera. And when they meet other people, it may work out as friends, but in a relationship, it can cause a lot of, you know, heads to butt and things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes like I, I, it, you have to be a certain type of person, be willing to try different things. And exactly. Really for sure. Yeah. Be open-minded to, to explore and understand and to, to appreciate other culture, right? Yeah. Culture of your partner. Sometimes the differences are too big, then it it doesn't work, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, maybe one partner may be that way, but the other one is not, and that can cause problems. And, you know, as they say, it takes two to tango. You need need to give and take and be flexible and understanding all at the same time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the also interesting part that we're both living in the U.S. and we're even if we date anyone American in the United States, it's not going to be the same culture as from back home, right? So, so it's either like you're dating American or you're dating someone who are international in U.S. You still, it's a, it's still different culture. Exactly. <laughs> As we're both international students in the United States. Yeah, and that brings up, and that and that leads us into our next question of the evening, and this one yeah. that could be can be all both interesting, but also maybe like very, uh, very. Uh, direct and just something that happens is what were some of the challenges that you faced as a couple? Like I, like a couple people I dated, it's like, they were, it was great, but there were also some things that really like, Oh, I never expected this would be an issue or something like that. So what, what would you say were like, maybe hopefully not a lot, but what would you say were some of the, <laughs> maybe the main challenges or maybe the most, the most reoccurring challenges that you faced? Yeah, so the one thing that I, I found really difficult when we started dating is um, the different expectations and different cultural like, habits. Um, so oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Do, and this, is, this happens sometimes in Vietnam as well, where I come from. But when I moved to the U.S., I had sort of adapted the American, like, norms and, and like, sort of, like, what is considered socially acceptable, right? So uh, one example that I guess is the main occurring challenge is that I expect people to be on time. So when you say a meeting starts at nine, it, like I, I would give five, 10, maybe 15 minutes. Um, but any longer than that, it is problematic. And in Kazakhstan, it's very common for people to arrive an hour late without telling uh, a text message saying, hey, hey I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that like, for me, that was disrespectful. It was mind blowing, but I, I didn't, I guess I hadn't known that in Kazakhstan that was normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something I've also experienced. Like, just like, you know, I'm my family or, and just, you know, my family were like, you know, you said you, you, this it's happening at eight, you're there at eight or actually be early, always be early. Exactly. Exactly. But some people it's not the case. Like I remember when I was in Italy studying abroad, some of my friends I met over there, they'd be half an hour late, an hour late. And it's just, it, that's just kind of more of a common trend in Italy. It drove me nuts, but eventually you kind of had to realize this is how they do it here. And, and yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would be, at least until you understood it, very infuriating or just frustrating. 
<laughs> I think from my standpoint, I, um, when when we met, I, it was only my uh, what one year living in states, and I didn't work. I was coach too, so I didn't really matter. Like, okay, half an hour late, one hour late, like nah, it's not a big deal, you know. And back at home, it's pretty normal. Like to work, <laughs> people can come to work half an hour late, and which is fine also. Or like oh. when we had a wedding uh, back in, in Kazakhstan and. In Vietnam, in Vietnam, everyone was on time or a little bit late. In Kazakhstan, we invited everyone to 5 p.m. People showed up only at 6 p.m. Like everyone was one hour late. Yeah, and then that was already normal. Like we knew that people would be one hour late. That's why we specifically tell them to come at five because knowing that everyone will be late and will come at six. <laughs> that way, you could say like you haven't finished making everything or prepping everything. You know they're not going to be there on time, so you have extra time to prep. But you don't want to yeah, tell them seven yeah. because then they'll come way too late. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, that that was the case. Yeah. Okay, so that was that was the first thing. What what else would you what else would you say? Or I think that's what you mentioned that being on a distance that was the biggest challenge in our relationship. Like a uh, long distance relationship, the hardest part was when uh, after graduation I I went back to Kazakhstan and two went moved to Oregon, and we were like a. 13 hours ahead of each other right and the time difference and we were trying to talk to each other at least one once a day like it's a zoom call or skype and video calling and and i was away for nine months so at some point we haven't seen each other for nine months so that was a bit tough i think yeah i think we, we had already dated for a year before we started doing this in for four years so it was yeah. it wow. was sort of, sort of like this upside down um thing because usually people do this in three or four years and then they do this uh, i mean they're together for like three or four years and then they do this in for six months okay. for us it was the opposite um, actually though i mean just the, you know from my own experiences i think that actually may have helped a lot because if you live with someone for a while you get to know them more it's not just you know someone from a distance but you get to know them more and if you are apart i think it's easier at least from my experience easier to stay together because you already know what it's like to live together or to you know be in the same place but i guess yeah. it's different for everybody yeah, yeah it's different for everybody yeah but i think it's also that that's the next challenge that was in in our life that we did distance for so long and two years after we married in 2019 we moved in together and start living with each other and Though we dated for so long, we actually never lived together. So, and it's like, okay, we've been married for two years, but we actually now we finally could move in with each other after two finish her PhD. And we're like, okay, now we live together. <laughs> and now we have to adjust to each other. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was interesting because we yeah. got married while still doing distance. So we, were, we would fly, we flew from US back to Vietnam to do wedding number one, yes. finish that wedding. Yeah. flew to Kazakhstan to do wedding number two and then flew back to the U.S. to go back to work. Um, that and, and sounds like quite the logistical challenge. Yeah, yeah. separate cities uh, and then continue doing this then after that. Right. And you continue living with roommates instead yeah. of living together. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it, was, it was crazy, but it was fun. It's very memorable. Oh yes, yes, very memorable. And I'm sure that, like you know, once you move, once you move in together, you learn about each other's habits, their your patterns, things like that. And that's where a lot of people I know kind of they butt heads at times because, like, some people have certain levels of cleanliness, some people have certain ways of keeping the house, some people have certain ways of like organizing things. Some people are more OCD about like order and structure. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think that was a bit cool, but I guess personally for me, it wasn't too bad. Actually, you know, not too long after we moved in together, like less than a year after COVID happened, right? So, so we went from like not seeing each other for like six months to being together twenty four seven and not not like not being able to like get your own like personal space because we were in exactly yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, yeah it's like when you move in together it's nice but it, you, then you realize oh yeah i don't have it's not my i don't have the house to myself anymore or my apartment exactly. to myself so yeah. you, know, you still you still can have your own privacy but it's not the same as if you live alone yeah. and, and then i think before covid like we, we didn't live together like at first it was okay mm -hmm. and, and then when covid happened we were like you can't even go to a coffee shop anymore because nothing was open um so we were just like together all the time <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually a scary statistic, but I know in China and a few other countries, I think here too, the divorce rate has shot up since COVID started. Yeah, yeah. but you know what, for us, I think, like personally, I feel like the distance relationship actually made us appreciate each other. So mm -hmm. when we lived together and we were together in lockdown, we were like, well, you know, at least we're together and not like, I don't know how many hours uh, away from each other. And so that's a very good point. It's the mindset. It's the mindset and yeah. the appreciation. But I think, it, but to me, it's just so sad to see that how this pandemic has broken up so many, you know, relationships and even, you know, people that are married, been married for a while. And it's kind of sad. It's like, well, you've been married for who knows how long, but now you're stuck together for a few months and you can't deal with that. That's, that's kind of sad in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very sad. I, read, I think I read a similar article about people like, divorcing and just like i guess non-married couples breaking up more than mm -hmm. i mean granted i mean you don't want you can't spend every minute every day with your partner because you know you need time for yourself you need time friends etc but i mean just the fact that if, if you both understand you're stuck in a situation but you can't make things work that that's just quite unfortunate yeah yeah for sure that is uh, oh luckily for us we, we made it work <laughs> well we made it work to do a distance for five years so being in lockdown together, it was, it was good. Yeah, I actually lost some weight even because she forced me to work out three times a day. <laughs> well, three times a week, sorry. Three times a week, not three times a day. Yeah, I'm like, three times a day? That's a little extreme. Yeah, yeah. Three times Either a week. you'd be totally jacked, really, like, or just totally exhausted. <laughs> yeah, three times a week. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, so moving on, here's another in interesting dynamic that we would be cool to discuss is how did your... Uh, what were your families like or how did they react when you when you informed them you guys were going to be married um yeah i think family my family took it very very well uh, since i lived abroad for so for quite a while they were expecting they, they knew that i was uh, there is a chance that i might i'm dating someone foreign i'm, I'm going to marry someone foreign and they took it very well and they were quite happy to meet her and they were think at some then 2017 we decided that we'll fly to Vietnam and my parents and my grandma they flew to Vietnam in order to do this um uh, asking for her hand basically because there was a after I proposed her but we wanted to parents meet each other and propose uh, parents asking permission and saying yeah as we say like in the U.S. you want you want you both parents blessing there yeah exactly yeah that's what <laughs> blessing yeah we asked for blessings from both parents. And I think my mom and my grandma were very happy because they would, they also like travel and they were, they were happy to find out the tours from Vietnam. As there was also a little bit of connection through uh, uh, former 
Soviet Union because um, Soviet Kazakhstan was part of Soviet Union and was a great ally of Vietnam. And mm -hmm. my, my grandma would always tell like, oh yeah, I remember um, Vietnamese students coming to Soviet Union, to Russia to study and they were real great and cheerful and friendly. And that's why she was, and she, they never been to Vietnam and I myself never been. So when we first time went, they were, they were very happy and they were like, well, it's a new culture, a new, uh, new language, new food, and everything was new, and they were very excited about it. That's cool, and not to mention how just political alignments and previous events could help help you guys <laughs> in that capacity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then we found out that our cultures are very quite similar. There's a lot of things where you have to be very respectful to elders, uh, to your grandparents, to your parents. There is a certain traditions, norms that are very similar, like asking blessings from your parents, our grandparents. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Um, I think yeah, I think my family was also well. They, they sort of expected me to, like, I guess, not marry someone from my own country, so that they were not super surprised. And I think once the two families met, my my parents and my grandparents, is, I think they loved Oja's family because his family was so kind and. Gracious? I don't know what, it, like, what, how do you call it? British people, very posh and gracious, and welcoming, polite, welcoming yeah. and warm, you know, very well spoken. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're, they're like, they were very happy. I yeah. Because I know for a lot of, you know, like, you know, multicultural international couples, that that's maybe the, that's the one thing that makes everyone go, like, can you concerned, like, oh, what am I, what am I, what's my family going to think of? Because, you know, I've had friends, they've, you know, they've met um, people from abroad and sometimes, one family is, oh, this is fine, or the other family is not so keen on it, or they're yeah. very nervous or like just worried about it until they actually meet the person. But, you know, it depends on, I think it just really depends on each family. You know, culture, yeah. culture and country is, is one factor, but it's more just the family's, the family dynamic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We're lucky that both of our families were very supportive. Yeah. And yeah. Both, but, our, both our families went to each other country for the wedding when when we had the wedding in Vietnam, my family flew to Vietnam for everyone, my brother and even his girlfriend and yeah, my mom, my extended family, uh, uncles and aunts. And then when we had the second wedding in Kazakhstan, her family flew to Kazakhstan. And that was a, for them first time. So they had the fun, right, in Kazakhstan, yeah. Well, hey, that, that's excellent because, you know, sometimes that's not possible or, you know, but that, that's great. But yeah, I, I just remember talking to a lot of, especially in China, I had a lot of, talked to a lot of friends where, the, they'd say, yeah, I wouldn't mind dating or marrying a foreign, but my parents would be, my, if I told my parents, they'd kill me. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember one, she was like, yeah, my family, they do international trade, they work with foreigners all the time, but if I told them I was wanting to marry a foreigner, they, they would lose it. I'm like, really? Well, that's sad, but, but that's, but no, that's, that's great, and, you know, it's glad to hear you guys have had a lot you know very few obstacles or challenges on that front as well because unfortunately i've known people who have faced a lot of issues with that and it's quite sad to see yeah yeah, yeah. No, we, we have some friends who had difficulty with their families and right yeah. we, we're lucky in that aspect exactly. um, one thing i want to mention that maybe also would help is that uh, her mom speaks english and my mom speaks english so they were actually able to talk to each other and using english and the rest of the time we have to translate uh, from Vietnamese to English and I translate from English to Russian or Kazakh. Yeah, and though, but our moms can talk to each other and they, 
that kind of help because they can just hang out and basically chit chat. <laughs> oh yeah, and, that, and just communication, just like your relationship, communication is a very important thing. You know, families too; they can be they're able to communicate without, you know, assistance. That's even better. Or you know. Yeah. Yeah. So if, yeah. I think if, if one family or both family don't speak English or like they have a language barrier, that may be more difficult. Exactly. And of course, you know, you, you know, like the couple, you guys can translate, but that can be very tedious and kind of and, and exhausting if you're at a big function and everyone's yeah. asking you're just trying to go between one, two, three languages because, you know, having studied Chinese and, done, you know, done that with some friends couldn't speak Chinese and English after a couple hours I'm like oh my god I'm so tired <laughs> that's good so that's cool so here this kind of goes back to maybe a earlier question but what would you say were a couple of factors or a number of factors that aided aided you guys in your relationship we've kind of touched on this but I don't know if there's any specific like things that aided maybe your relationship progression where you are now i think our experience overall living abroad like that we're both internationals and we're both um, immigrants from our countries that moved around a lot uh, in the u.s the united kingdom and canada and we traveled a lot we were aware of other cultures and we were very respectful to other cultures as well and traditions and uh, we i think not not ignorant and we were and if we don't know something, we would ask. If I don't know something about Vietnamese culture, I would ask too. What was the norm, right? Um, what, what, what would be more acceptable? And she, she would explain to me. I think that would definitely help a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I think I would say in addition to that, I think even though we're from different countries and we grew up in very different circumstances and whatnot, our family actually have very similar core values. Like mm -hmm. this, which is was something I didn't know until like way, way, way later. But it, it made sense looking back now because his, uh, like Oja's mother raised him the way, I don't know, like so that he can be the person that I'm like, oh, I look at him and like, okay, this is the person that I want to spend my life with. Um, no, that's, I think that's is, really important regardless of where you are. You need to have certain, you know, ethical and moral values that are, um, you know, I would say mutually understood or mutually acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Because if, if, if they're not, because if, if the things that make you who you are and what you abide by and what you think is right and wrong, if those are different. Good luck with trying to make something work. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, even though you could be from different cultures, different countries, you could have very similar core values and that could make a relationship work better. Oh, for sure. And, you know, and I've, you know, I've seen both the good and the bad, and the ugly with that. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think in your, in your, in your point about, I think traveling abroad, everyone who I've met that's traveled or spent time overseas, they tend to be just more open-minded and more open to do things. Yes. And yes, yes, yeah. Because I, I meet so many people who are like, I tell them, oh, I lived in China for four years. They're like, how did you do that? You know, like, and I'm like, it's not that, not that difficult. You just, you know, you learn what you learn from the locals you try to learn what you can you're yeah. you know, as the as the old adage goes when in rome do as the romans do yeah exactly. <laughs> as i guess that's what we did like that's moving around actually adjusting to all those challenges and to different cities cultures everywhere we move that that made us stronger and then it was more open-minded to to each other and when we actually met 
uh, I think we didn't have expectations how how dating to each other would be, right? If you date someone from your own culture, you have like expectation, or you, you do this and that, or first date, second date, and I don't know, flowers and chocolate. <laughs> but we were from different countries and we're both living in States. And so American culture is also not part of us, partially we adopted it, but not fully, right? And so we, I didn't have expectation like, oh, when I will be dating her, she's supposed to, I don't know, cook it for me or so <laughs> yeah or when we, we got married i'm like <laughs> yeah i think that's another thing is some people regard you know they have preconceived notions about what a partner should do what you should do yeah. and yeah. that's not that's universal regardless of where you are but you know and it's fine to have those but i think you have to be able to be flexible or you know if that's how your family does it or how your parents do things it doesn't mean that's how you're going to do things with your with your wife or with your husband based on where they are, where, who they are, where they're from. So, and some people, that's no problem. Other times people have problems with that because it's like, that's how yeah. it's supposed to be done. And they're like, no, that's not how, that's how we do it. Well, this is how we do it. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Back and forth. <laughs> that's, and then that, another thing is, I would, I think that's important to discuss is what do you admire most about each other? Sense of humor. <laughs> that's a good one for sure yeah yeah we, we laugh a lot like uh, i would say love for animals when i i and when i met too she had a cat and she adopted a, uh, juliet uh, a year before she moved to akron and i always wanted to have pets but i i didn't um so i always wanted to have a cat when, when we adopted a dog uh, a year and a half ago from a, a senior dog shelter and then i admired a lot her like love to animals and also like love to 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 life to nature and uh, to travel also this, yeah what about you uh, i think your um, positive positive attitude and confidence mm, both good aspects very good aspects yeah and it's uh, i think it's really helped me in my life because um you know like sometimes things in your life go well and sometimes they don't go so well and when the things in my life don't go so well it has been really helpful to have someone next to me who is like a giant uh, always always like um how to say like someone who's a cheerleader like <laughs> positive reinforcement as you can say yeah yeah, oh, for sure. yeah. who i believe in my ability to like conquer whatever obstacles more than i believe in myself because a lot of times I'd be like, oh, maybe I should just like stop doing this. It's like, why am I doing this? And he's like, no, you, you're so good. You can do this. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's really, that's been really amazing to, to see that. I see. So you'd say it's like, you know, pos- you know positive attitude, confidence, op- being open-minded, uh, sense of humor. You know, I think all these things are very important that, you know, and I think that the couples that I've, that I know, especially, some, you know, old, older couples from fa- family friends who've been married a long time, I think the ones who've had a sense of humor and they're able to do so many different things together and appreciate each other, they're the ones, that, that's why they, their, their relationships last so long. Yes. Yeah. I think another thing, I know we keep like talking about it. It's like beating a dead horse or something, but uh, <laughs> um, as a, about being open-minded, I think one important aspect that has helped our relationship a lot is that because we came from different culture, we it was an opportunity to build a relationship the way we wanted, free of all the society's expectations. Yes. Because depending on where you yes. come from, 
like no preconceived notions, nothing set in stone. It's like we can create like something new here, combining what we both know and what we both have experienced into something that works for both of us. That's a great attitude to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if if I had met and married someone from my own culture, that would not have been possible. Same, same, yeah. And we don't even have to adopt our host country, like Canadian or American culture. Mm -hmm. or preconceived notions. We don't have to adopt them because we're not from here. We, we can say that, well, we in our country, we do it different. <laughs> well, actually, in our family, we do it differently. <laughs> right? Now, that, that's that's a great perspective. And that's actually the first time I've heard, you know, a couple say that. And, but that's very inspiring. And I, I think it's I think it's wonderful to hear that. And, you know, it kind of I think, gives testament to how you two have been successful, especially being apart so long, you know, moving from multiple countries and everything else. That's so that's just that's awesome. So now here's another important thing I think that people can get a lot of good insight is what, like what would you say or is what do you want people to know about multi multicultural or multi multiracial relationships? Like because a lot of people, you know, if they are just from their area, they marry someone local, they they have no idea what it's like to date someone else from another country or from a different culture. So like, what do you want people to know about that? Maybe because there's a lot of ignorance for lack of a better way of saying it about, you know, how people <laughs> come together from different places that I've encountered. Um, I, that's, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I need some time to think you want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would suggest or I would, not suggest, I would share that uh, be kind and be open, be very open-minded towards other culture, respectful also, uh, not on, only to the culture, but traditions and their language and food. A lot of times, like, we laugh about each other, that like, she likes, she's very open in terms of food, I'm very open about food, and while we travel, we're like, oh, let's try this and that. <laughs> but I meet a lot of people who, like, wouldn't eat other than chicken or beef like oh i hate fish or i i don't eat pork or, i don't eat i don't know seafood like no be open-minded you know if you don't have like food allergy you're not gonna die from it right you know i completely agree and i and i've met so many people both here and when i was overseas that you know, they like oh they only ate the hotel food they only ate certain right. food and i'm just like what, what's the big deal like, oh i can't try that well why can't you try it i just don't want to do them like yeah and, and also i find that having that attitude is specifically when you're in the country, it's going to open a lot more doors for you because the locals will see that you're interested. You want to try their food. You want to try their alcohol. You want to try what they do activities. And that's going to open doors for you. And also you can make friends and then who knows, or, you know, potentially like, you know, you guys find someone you may want to date and marry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. That's how else you find out about other, other country or culture, except from, food and talking to them or uh, uh, discussing something or get to know them through. But food is one of the things that we have how to get to know someone's culture, right? We, we, exactly. we put our culture into food a lot. And you know, what's something that everyone, regardless of where you are, has to do? Eat. So Eat. I find food, exactly. is like, <laughs> food is like the quintessential factor that can bring people together, regardless, you know, religion, race, language, yes. it, that it, everyone wants to eat. And if you are open to trying food and experimenting with food, albeit safely, of course, that's yeah. something yeah. very important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I have a lot of stories about experiencing food like not safely as well, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it's, yeah, I, I don't think I have a better answer than that. I, I think food is so, and it's something that I didn't really think about when I was younger, but it's so important. And I think not like, like what you said earlier, not, I guess not eating or not being, at least trying different things can really limit your experience when you travel mm -hmm. abroad. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, just for myself, you know, I remember going to places in China and like going into restaurants and I'll order all this food and the Chinese be like, oh, foreigners never eat that stuff. Why is he? <laughs> and then they come over and hey, you like this? I'm like, yeah, it's good. Really? <laughs> and, and that's another thing. It opens up conversations and it opens up, you know, just opens doors you know, in a broad context. So that's oh, and, then that kind of, and that kind of leads on to our additional question is, what advice would you give to people in a multicultural relationship or those who are interested in maybe pursuing one? Go ahead. Yeah, I would say whatever. I, yeah, going back to the same, oh, being open-minded, whatever preconceived notions you have of the other person or the other culture or how a relationship is supposed to work, I would say like leave that at the door and then just yeah, just listen and find out about the other person. Yeah. And, then, and use it as an opportunity again to sort of create your own relationship right. using values that you both have instead of whatever society has sort of, I don't know, either taught it or brainwashed it or I don't know, in a, in a good or bad way, right? Like take what, you, take, take what you agree with or you think is good and then the not so good part, you can leave it out of your relationship. So in other words, in other words, come at it with a clean slate, like, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree totally with that. Yeah. Build, build your own, build your own family, build your own house, build your, create your own uh, culture. You are two different cultures mixing together. It's a beautiful thing, you know, like uh, a lot of companies nowadays promote diversity and inclusion. Uh, that's what you can do in, inside your family. You, you have two different cultures here. You bring so much diversity into your family and inclusion because you, you include my food and her food like like um, for New Year Eve or celebrations. Like in our family, we celebrate three different New Year Eves. We have a Lunar New Year, we have a, a Persian New Year, which is in my country, and we also celebrate December thirty first, uh, Gregorian calendar New Year. Right? Nothing wrong with that. Three three more reasons to party, right? Exactly. <laughs> 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 that's that's great that's great yeah and i think you know you bring up good points i think a lot of people they don't fully understand what they're potentially getting themselves into you know especially if they don't have no context but you know and i think that's where having a bit of uh, understanding of the world or just having experience with different people and, and places really helps because some people if you meet if two people have never left or been outside where they're from and they meet it could still work out but it may be more difficult because they may have a harder time adjusting to the other person and how they do things. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I think if you're dating someone from a different country, it, like after all of this is over, it, it would be really important to at least visit that country. Because no matter how much you talk to the person, it, it's not only, it's not until you visit that you learn a lot about that country and the culture and history and, and everything that goes with it. Language. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's a, and that's another thing. I think just uh, I think depending on where you're where you're from and who you know, what your family dynamic is or just you know what your 
family's done, but like, you know, when I told my family, Hey, I'm going to go to China. They're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, but I think it's just, you know, it's, it really, it's what you, you, you make what you want of it based on, you know, what you want to achieve, you know, and if you both, like you said, if you both are willing to work it out and, you know, just log through to get through to where you want to be, that's, that's all you need. But some people don't necessarily have that mental fortitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been great talking to you today. I, you know, I think we've had some interesting dialogue and discussions about, you know, what it's like being in a multicultural relationship and you know, specifically for for, uh, for your case, you know, from two different countries and then meeting in a third country and now living in a fourth country. <laughs> That's you know, quite a quite a journey that very few can, I would say, you know, match. So, you know, like, uh, are, there, are there any final thoughts, suggestions, ideas, or, you know, any anything important you, you would like people to know about, you know, your the two of you or, you know, maybe what maybe your relationship can symbolize in a way? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess the same thing that we discussed, uh, be open, uh, be open, be uh, positive about things and how, no matter how hard life sometimes be for, um, for international couples, it, it's actually you, you can make it work and it's great it's it, it's amazing when you get to know each other and you get to know each other parents food and countries languages in the end it's so much fun you, you will just have blast and have a lot of fun uh, yeah and uh you have something to say mm, I, I think maybe in a broader context not not exactly strictly related to like multicultural couples but about multicultural things in general. I think yeah. like we travel a lot and we live in a lot of places before. And like once COVID happened, I, I still wake up every day thinking, oh, I should have traveled more. Yes. So <laughs> honestly, like if you have opportunity to do something and you're thinking about it, just just do it because you never know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, as I say, maybe <clears throat> from talking from talking to the both of you, I could think of a couple of things that I, I've kind of gotten out from, you know, from what you two have done and been able to accomplish, I would say is one is, you know, fortune favors the bold, you know, just don't worry about what people think. Just, you know, if you like, if you like each other, care for each other and love each other, go for it. You know, you can, you know, you make what you, you make what you want out of it. And if you want to succeed, you can. And also I think it goes to show it doesn't matter where you're from in the world anyone from any country can make a relationship work if, if they both come at it with the right, you know, mindset and abilities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and also I think it goes to show that the world is becoming more and more interconnected. And I think, you know, we'll, there'll be more examples of like, you know, what you two have done, but, but I think that's good overall, more mutual understanding, more, uh, you know, you know, synchronism and inclusion and, the sharing of ideas and everything, which I think is really important, you know, because ignorance and the fear of the unknown, I think are two of the biggest, like, you know, problems facing <laughs> we're facing now because, you know, p suspicion and fear what drive a lot of people you know, or countries to do a lot of, you know, things that we've seen the negative consequences of in the past. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Uh, that's the thing that the, the, the the best thing 
against ignorance is to travel, right? One of the comedians one in one of the show that we watch a lot said that travel, that's the best thing that you can do to, to beat the ignorance. Go on an exchange, go study six months somewhere. Uh, yeah, go travel, take a year off uh, and do the backpacking. Uh, you, if you would see a lot of times, uh, I think European Union is, is interesting concept because there's so many countries in the union and all of them have different languages, different cultures, and they're so different, right? And if you look at that all, all, all together, European Union, maybe economy-wise, it's like US. But in US, it's, I guess it's, it's uh, if you go to state to state, there's a lot of similarities too. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going so yeah, to speak the same language, the culture, yeah. people, the values are more or less the same. It's not like yeah. Europe where every country, different language, different culture, different history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so different. <laughs> so that's the thing, yeah, go travel, go go explore the world. And uh, it's, hopefully we can do it again this year and that'll be, uh, that'll be a great time to finally travel again. Oh, I, 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 I completely <laughs> sympathize and understand with you on that point. So for the last, last thing tonight, something fun, what would you recommend if anyone wants to date someone from Kazakhstan or from Vietnam? What, would, what advice would you give them? Or what are some maybe pointers you could, you would, you could hand out? <laughs> That's a funny one. Shall I start? You want me to start? Or you want me? Uh, I think, yeah, from, okay, someone from Vietnam. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, we keep circling around like the same few points. Uh, <laughs> you know, try try the food, don't, like I, I, I dated a few people before we, we met each other and got married. And one of the big turnoffs was when someone would like not eat something when we went to Russian in the US, right? Like if we go to Vietnam, it's something, but what were they like, um, the international restaurants in the US, but you know that the food is served in the States, so it has to be safe. And there's nothing like sketchy in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of, like, a lot of the food like, is very similar, but you can still find a great deal of diversity from place exactly, to place. Exactly, but, and then you wouldn't worry about getting sick because it's, it's in the US, right? So, but, I mean, it's one thing if you're, if you're religious or if you choose to be, um, or like food restrictions, right? But if you just don't eat something because you think it's out of your comfort zone, I think that's a big turn off. I would re I would relate to you there. What about like for Vietnam? What about maybe behavior or mannerisms? Maybe because I know like um, people here tend in the U.S. tend to be a little more liberal in showing affection or you know showing interest, and sometimes that can that's not necessarily appreciated or can be considered a little too much in a, in other places. Oh, I think one thing that is very okay, not not exactly what you're saying, but I uh, I think what what can be really annoying for a Vietnamese person is. Uh, if you meet them and then the only thing you know or you talk immediately go and talk about the Vietnam War because the country it's so beautiful and it has uh, besides food it has a lot of beautiful scenery uh, it has over a thousand years of history with, um, which is much older than like all the North American countries and uh, it has so much culture and the language is beautiful so there's just so much to talk about Besides jumping into the jumping directly to the stereotype, oh, I only know about the war and nothing else about the country. I can certainly understand that how that would be very annoying. Yeah, and and I guess like so, I don't know. I would imagine if you are dating someone from Mexico, if the only thing you talk about is tacos, so 
from Canada, the only thing you can do is syrup. That would yeah. be very annoying. <laughs> well, and just on a practicality note, it's not necessarily the best idea to jump into the first date talking about a war between your two countries. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> might want to keep that. <laughs> Later, maybe you can discuss it, but not at first, I, or at least I wouldn't do that at first. Yeah. Uh, anything from Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan, uh, I would say don't talk about Borat. <laughs> 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 if it's for Vietnam, it's Vietnam War. Kazakhstan, don't talk about Borat for me. It's the first thing that people usually tell me when they meet me. Like, just don't. It's just, just skip that. Yeah, just try to Google the country. Maybe you find out something. It's the ninth largest country in the world. It's huge on the map. You can't miss it. And like, so yeah, it's a lot of cool things to about the country, yeah, right? And then just ask any questions, like, but just don't mention the movie. <laughs> you can get slapped, or, like a lot of guys would, um, uh, a lot of girls and guys were talking to Kazakh men and women, and they get slapped or get aggressive, and because it's like, well, it's a, which is I, I, I understand why. <laughs> It's uh, just a comedy. It's a movie. It's a show. <laughs> yeah, I think that that goes to a larger a larger principle is don't judge a country just from a movie or something you've seen on TV. It's like yeah, yeah. It, there's maybe some truth in it, but don't go don't don't take that as oh I know what I know how to act in this country. It's like eh, that will no, yeah. not do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be yourself. By the way, like I. I had one American friend who went to Kazakhstan on exchange in six months and he was asking me, how should I like act, you know? How, what should I do? Like, what if people don't like me? What if they don't like Americans? I'm like, you know, just, <laughs> just be yourself. And like, it's just be yourself, man. Like, and he's like, went there and he's a very nice country guy from Southeast Colorado. And he's like tall, very loud, very funny. And uh, he's like, oh, I, like, I hate cities. I, I, I'm a country boy. And he went there and he just had a blast, man. People ride horses there. People uh, drink beer. People like uh, potting. And he's like, the country is amazing. He had so much fun. He, he would go to rural areas and hunt with guys. And with a, uh, and he was like, man, it's like Colorado. It's like there's mountains, there's steps. You can go hunting. Beer is cheap. There are horses everywhere. Man, it's almost like Colorado, but everyone is just a little bit different, you know. And people loved him, like all my friends, like some friends who met him in my university when he went to exchange. Everyone liked like him a lot. He's like, man, the guy is so funny. He's this big, goofy American guy who is a two-meter tall, huge dude, and he was just laughing around very loud. And just be, be yourself, you know. You don't have to be. And that, that's awesome. That that's hilarious. I, I'm just I'm envisioning what I'm envisioning that right now. <laughs> No, but that's great. Well, guys, it's been a great, uh, great time talking to you this evening. And uh, it's really interesting. And, you know, I think very, in, in, at least for me, quite inspirational to kind of see what you guys have accomplished and just kind of the chemistry. Also, you know, what lessons, ideas or perspectives you can give, you've given up to people who are maybe in the same position as you are, or, or you both are, or are considering doing something like what you two have done. So I just want to say, you know, again, I really appreciate the time this evening and, you know, it'd be great to have you guys back on, to talk about something else or more. So, you know, like I said, you know, I'm sure our viewers would be very happy to hear your thoughts and perspectives like they have. And so feel free to let us know about more stuff because I'm sure we could talk about this all night. Yeah. <laughs> Get the rate this is going. <laughs> That's great. 
Thank so you everyone, for thanks for attending tonight. This has been another episode of International Immersion, and we will see you on the next one. Take care, stay safe, and let's hope with the new vaccines, COVID will be a thing of the past so we can get back, back out there and explore and continue to do what we need to do. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you.